Welcome back, everyone, to the Bobcast. I am coming to you from State College, Pennsylvania, and doing a little way show, but felt like I had to with the NFL here finally this week, and wanted to keep keep this going as best as possible. I know Bobcast has fallen off in years past, but we, uh, we're going to do our best to keep it rolling this year and snag as many weeks as you can. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, this was a big week coming up with NFL. I'll start off with previewing uh, the NFL games that we are coming up on. Uh, we'll have a great Screw You Brad segment going to the other football league, college football, and we'll finish it off with some predictions for our fantasy league uh, this week. So with that, let's get rolling. time for the NFL. We're going to go game by game and we're going to see what we got coming this week. So let's get started with the first one. Man, they loaded this schedule for week one. It was very purposeful. The NFL came out and said they wanted this and to get excitement rolling early and uh, they certainly delivered. And we start out with Thursday night 820 the Bills and Rams to kick things off. You could not think of a better matchup. The Super Bowl champions against many against the team many thought that was talented enough and good enough uh, to make it to the Super Bowl, um, but had that crazy game with Kansas City with the Bills. Uh, we've got um, we've got a lot of new faces on both teams. The Bills anchored their defense with Von Miller, not. Uh, not just for his play, because that's, of course, deteriorating as he's older, but his leadership and all things coming out of camp is that's exactly what is going on. Meanwhile, on the Rams side, no Odell Beckham, uh, but they did bring in Andre Robinson the third, and they still have Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford said he is all go with the elbow. Uh, we have a great matchup here. I am going to go with the LA Rams at home opening the season with a big win. And I think it's going to be a very close game, but the Rams are going to pull it out. All right, let's go to Sunday in the one o'clock spot. We'll start with one close to my heart, the Philadelphia Eagles going against the hard knock sweethearts, the Lions, the Lions. They just had one of the best hard knock seasons they had in a long time. I think everyone is universally rooting for this Lions team more than they ever had. They mainly were just a joke before, but now they got some heart. They got a great, great coach with MCDC with plenty of great quotes that come out of it. Uh, But this will be the opener in Detroit. Eagles, obviously a lot of new pieces coming that should make the team a lot better. And the big question is going to be Jalen Hurts. Will he be able to deliver? I personally think he will. I think Philadelphia is going to come out of the gates right now. Philadelphia is a four-point favorite going away. Um, But I'm going to go with the Eagles on the first win. And I think they cover. Next, we have Saints-Falcons, a classic uh, NFC South rivalry. Uh, 
both with a lot of question mark Saints. No more Peyton there on the sidelines. Uh, Jameis coming back for a second year off of a major injury. Michael Thomas finally back on the field. Meanwhile, on the Falcons, it's just a lot of question marks in the middle of a rebuild. It doesn't look like they're going to have much in the offense with Mariota taking the realm. And defense sounds like it's just as bad. I'm going Saints to win this one in the opener. Next, we have the 49ers and Bears. This is probably not going to be a good game, to be completely honest. It is in Chicago, so 49ers don't have to deal with Chicago late in the season. Uh, Bears, I think, are going to be atrocious. Their line stinks. They are, um, yeah, they're, they're just bad. Uh, 49ers, obviously, they have Trey Lance, but all things being said after keeping Jimmy G uh, is Lance is not happy about it and things are awkward so needless to say uh, if things start going sour uh, Jimmy G could be back in play Uh, with that I think the 49ers are going to be good they are just a year after being in the NFC championship game and I think they are going to roll this one San Francisco uh, has is seven point line i think they cover this one easily next we got steelers Bengals. this should be a classic classic rivalry game steelers named mitch trubisky the qb he will take the realm in a new era in pittsburgh meanwhile the Bengals, coming off their super bowl appearance uh will be will be locked in and loaded now it's going to be if the Bengals are have the maturity to come back next year and deliver on these high expectations meanwhile Steelers the best run team in the uh right now with the Patriots falling off the best run team in the NFL uh how are they going to cycle through I trust Mike Tomlin that defense is sick I think they take this opener right now at Cincinnati at minus six and a half um, I'm going Steelers um, to win the game. Next, we have Patriots Dolphins down in Miami. Bill Belichick taking the team down there a week early to get used to the humidity. Patriots have been absolutely atrocious in Miami the last four years. They only have one win in those four trips. In those four trips down to the Dolphins. Uh, and they're hoping to turn it. Meanwhile, on the Dolphins' side, it's hope. It's finally hope. Will Tua be able to get it to all his weapons? Looks like Waddle will be ready to go opening day, Um, and I think the Patriots are going to be just plain bad. Right now, it's Miami by 3.5. I think Miami wins, but I will put it as a very close game. Don't put it past Bill Belichick. Come out with some tricks. I think this is going to be close, and... The Dolphins will cover. Next, we got Ravens Jets. Not meant to say here when you have Joe Flacco starting with the Jets. Uh, not a great place. Baltimore's favored by seven. Uh, I'm going with Baltimore to cover. Next, we have Jaguars and Commanders. New looks on both sides of the ball. Uh, finally, some weapons for Taylor Lawrence. Uh, Jaguars will have both running backs, it looks like. Commanders. Uh, who knows what's going to go on with them right now it's Washington at minus two and a half it is in Washington but I'm going Jaguars in this one with Trevor Lawrence showing some great improvement and uh, the start of a great second year for him next we got the revenge game Browns at Panthers 
Baker has said, fuck those Browns. Sorry for any kids listening. Uh, but I think the Browns are in disarray with the Deshaun Watson issue. I don't think it's really going to click. And uh, I think the Panthers are going to take this one. Baker Mayfield going off. Carolina is favored by one and a half, which means I am going to have the Panthers covering that spread. Next, we have Colts going down to the Texans. Texans in full rebuild mode. Colts trying to cling on, getting the next veteran quarterback uh, with the pieces around them. They should be good to go. Their defense will be stout. Um, They know that this is their window. They just can't find that quarterback. However, uh, on this opening DA, I want to go with Colts and the Texans. It's going to be a rough and long year, and the Colts will take this one. They're fi- favored by seven. I would say the Texans will cover that. Next, we have Giants at Titans. Uh, Titans definitely not looking as strong in the past couple years. Uh, shipping off AJ Brown, uh, some rookie wide receivers go- taking his place with Robert Woods. Uh, but the thing is, is they're still the Giants and. Danny Dimes doesn't look like he's going to work out. I'm going to take the Titans to win this one, although I think the Giants cover with the line being five and a half. Packers at Vikings. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is on another revenge tour. He hates the media. He has made that very known. And Vikings will be much improved from last year right now. Green Bay is favored by one and a half. I think Packers win and cover next chiefs at cardinals cardinals without deandre hopkins to start the year chiefs new look without tyreek hill will will mahomes be able to fill that gap in i think so they still got a very stout offense i think the pieces will all fit together the cardinals i don't think they're a very well coached team uh, right now, Kansas is Kansas City's favored by six and a half, and I'm going to put Kansas City covering that game. Raiders at Chargers. Raiders with a lot of hope this season, um, and Chargers as well. That division is going to be dirty, and it's going to start right away. I think Chargers at home will take this one. Justin Herbert coming off on his third year will be... Uh, very much in charge of that offense. I think the Raiders are going to be good. I think it's going to be close right now. LA is favored by three. I think Raiders cover that, but Chargers take the win. Finally, we have the Sunday night game. Buccaneers at Cowboys. I think Cowboys are going to be really bad. I think that it just hasn't gone well for them, uh, and this is going to be a pretty down year. It's going to be typical Cowboys of a lot of ups and down seasons, and this is going to be a down season. Tom Brady dealing with a lot of off-the-field issues with his family, but you want to talk about someone who goes in between the lines and zeroes in, that's what he does best. I think Buccaneers take this one to start. Finally, we have Monday night with Russell Wilson returning to Seattle uh, with the Broncos. Uh, I don't know if there's really much to say to this one either. Uh, Broncos are going to stomp the Seahawks. I think Seahawks are going to be a team which are going to be pretty sad to watch. Uh, They just don't have what they used to. And I think that uh, Broncos are going to cover this one easily. The line right now is 6.5. I'm going Denver 6.5. So we set up a great week of the NFL. Let's get to you. Screw you, Brad.
right, it is that time for Screw You, Brad, and I'm very excited uh, about what we're about to talk about. Uh, One of the more disheartening things was when our good friend Elliot came up to me and goes, I can't wait for football to start this week. And I tell him, you know what? It already started. College football was back this weekend, and it was glorious. There couldn't be one thing that I disagree with Elliot more than college football is not good. Uh, It was phenomenal. It was great to have football back. We had a bunch of games. Uh, Right now, the the, uh, season is got... You know, a cloud hanging over it would change, and everyone is freaking out. You've got USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. You're waiting for the next domino to fall with the big, um, with the big player that's going to move to the Big Ten. You've got Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC in two years. Things are changing quick, and uh, when you see this game of football, you got to wonder. Uh, I'm going to start with the amazing Florida-Utah game. Shout out Bailey. Uh, number seven, Utah. Utah ranked the highest it ever has in preseason coming out of the Pac-12. Again, Utah's only been in the Pac-12 for about 10 years, um, and they have really shown up. They were a Mountain West team before, and here they are playing with the big boys. It was a back-and-forth game, and Anthony Richardson looks like the real deal. He was phenomenal. But of course, when you have a talented and experienced team on the other side of the ball, Utah driving all the way down for potentially the winning score in range for the tying score, throwing the interception, Cam Rising, the experienced quarterback. I don't know what that play was. It was a bad interception, but Florida was able to hang on for a huge preseason or first game win. They are now up to 12th in the AP poll. Um, but it was a very exciting game to watch and really got my juices flowing, that's for sure. Now, going back a little bit, we had we started off the week with the Backyard Brawl. Now, for those of you not familiar with it, it is one of the more historic rivalries that is out there in college football. It is Pitt versus West Virginia. They are only a couple hours apart from one another. Um, and of course, they used to be in the Big East together. And as the Big East and football split up, uh, so did that rivalry. This was the first time it was played in 11 years, and boy, did it deliver. Never in a million years did you think the two quarterbacks duking it out would be former USC quarterbacks um, going at each other. But it was Keaton Slovis who was able to pull it out uh, and fight through. It was an amazing game all the way up until the end and the final interception. But... Pitt, who is very, has a lot of high hopes this year, was able to hold on. We then followed that up with Purdue and Penn State. Uh, Penn State pulling that out. Purdue couldn't quite hold on with bad game management at the end. Penn State able to make that final score and win the game. Excitement all around. And then, of course, you get to Saturday and we had the classic ACC back. North Carolina, App State. Going back and forth, App State scored 43 points in the fourth quarter. That is insane. But they were able to pull, North Carolina was able to pull it out with uh, stopping a two point conversion to end the madness and somehow keeping that win. Chase Bryce on the App State side, of course, a former Clemson, former Duke player, has transferred a couple times. Is showing his stuff out there, 
It was a, a very exciting game. Uh, there wasn't much defense, but man, it was a fun one with North Carolina pulling it out. Next, we had ECU and NC State, where a kicker at the very end for ECU missed the extra point to tie, then only minutes later missing the chip shot, 30-yard chip shot for the win. The poor guy definitely was not at class on Monday, could not show his face on campus. And then we got, of course, got, I'm sorry, Ryan, Virginia Tech losing to Old Dominion. Now, my biggest takeaway of all this is why is the ACC traveling to these lower end uh, programs in the FCS that are actually good. Why are you making it harder on yourself? This is why everyone thinks the ACC is dumb and bad and they continue to do what they do best. Oregon and Georgia. Georgia, are they better than last year? I think they might be because it looks like Stenson Bennett has gotten control of that offense. He was their weakest link last year. Now they seem to have that under control and I was thoroughly impressed of course you had Bo Nix and the Oregon side Mr. Auburn himself his dad played there he played there transferred this year now to Oregon and he was still the roller coaster of emotions that he always is and Oregon got rolled 43 to 3 they were outmatched in every phase size speed Uh, it wasn't even close Georgia is back in a big way and it is going to be tough to knock them down Arkansas, Cincinnati, Cincinnati now playing with the big dogs after the first playoff uh, appearance and the first appearance by a non-Power 5 program went down to Arkansas and gave Arkansas every bit of a game. Uh, of course, Arkansas was able to pull it out afterward, but it is just priming up for Cincinnati here in a couple years, making the move to the Power 5 over to the Big 12. And Of course, they are still going to be the Power Five, no matter how many people leave each program, because I'll get to it. But the expanded playoff, which uh, has uh, guaranteed spots for conference winners, which means Big 12 is still at it. But yes, a great game by Arkansas. They have a great quarterback and a program that continues to be on the up and up. Then we had Ohio State-Notre Dame, which was a boring game. Everyone thought Ohio State's offense was going to go out there firing. Well, they weren't. They were off kilter a little bit. Notre Dame also has a very good defense, uh, but Notre Dame's offense is atrocious. It was not a fun game. It was 10-7 for it felt like forever, but Ohio State was able to pull that out. Next, we have the drunkest game of the weekend, and I mean both on the field and probably in the stands too, and that's LSU and Florida State. Kelly making his appearance known, his uh his appearance known in his first game with LSU. Uh, it, Florida State was winning all the way through, but of course, Florida State tried to give it away, and needless to say, we're kind of lucky. Uh, LSU were able to drive down 88 yards, score the final touchdown in the final second. All they needed was an extra point to send it into overtime, and the extra point was blocked. I don't know how many times I've seen that, and it's not many, and Florida State able to hang on. I think the biggest takeaway from that game is both are very mediocre programs and going to stay that way for a very long time. Of course, you have Clemson. Who knows who's QB there? Uh, DJ looked like Samuel. DJ, he did improve some towards the end of the game and settle in, but then, of course, Cade Kludnick came in and he 
uh, he was beautiful. It was magnificent watching him drive down the field with the threes nonetheless and made all them look like all Americans. Uh, who knows what's going to go on with Clemson. They, their defense is absolutely stout. NFL talent everywhere. Uh, but yes, it's going to be a great season. Very excited. Uh, but the big announcement coming on Friday, as it was said that the playoffs will expand from four to 12 teams as possibly as soon as 2024, more likely in 26. Uh, this includes five automatic bids. So that's going to be, or six automatic bids. That's going to be the five power five conference winners along with the top, um, non-power five school. Uh, so that would be the Mountain West, uh, the Boise's, the Cincinnati's, anyone in that, uh, that program. And then you're going to have six at-large bids. This would be a first round. First four teams get buys. First round would be on-campus games uh, and will, uh, will definitely change the landscape of football. Uh, with all that being said and all the changes happening, you see quarterbacks everywhere. Uh, of the 131 teams... Uh, that played this weekend 60 of them had transfer quarterbacks starting the games Uh, changes everywhere with NIL um, and people are really down on it Uh, they think that college as they knew it is over the this game is changing it's just turning into the minor leagues for the NFL but guess what these college games, they're still going to be magic. They're still going to be weeks like this. The beauty of the college game is not the end of the season. It's the week to week like this where you get just the absolute madness and mayhem. 43 points in the fourth quarter type mayhem. And that's never going to go away. And that's why college football, even though it'll look different on the outside, you can't take the spirit from it. You can't take those rivalries away. And you look at the backyard brawl after 11 years since it was played, and it was just as nasty as it was 11 years ago. We have Texas and A&M playing here in a couple couple years, uh, and then we've lost that for a while. You know, Thanksgiving got a little more boring without that game, but that's coming back with the move of Texas, the SEC. So with that, college football is going to be just fine. Yes, it's not going to be the same. Yes, there's more emphasis put on the postseason, but the magic will always be in the air and will keep college football exciting. Now, let's get to the predictions for next week. All right, let's get to the Naptown Bowl predictions. Uh, First week of fantasy football. Make sure your lineups are set by Thursday. Uh, the first game, um, and it'll be interesting to see where everyone stands after week one. All the draft prep, everything gone in. Uh, this is this is where we start figuring out who is uh, who who is who, essentially in our league. Uh, well, the first one we're going to do is took that Saudi, mon- Saudi money versus Matt's Majestic team. Right now it's predicted 123 for took that Saudi money uh, in Matt's Majestic team at 112. Of course, I am very excited to take the wrapping paper off of this this team and these starters. I'm very excited about it. Very diverse uh, group that is going to be playing uh, some good defenses, some pushovers. You got to love when Lamar Jackson opens up playing against the Jets. 
Um, but I think this is going to be uh, closer than the computers are predicting, uh, mainly because of the Denver heavy side on Matt's majestic team. Uh, this is the one time that there is a huge benefit for uh, a team to uh, have uh, one team heavy. And when you're playing the Seahawks, I think there's going to be some big numbers over there on Matt's majestic team. However, I'm going to go with took that Saudi money to win this one narrowly against Matt's majestic team. Next, we go to non, no small boys stuff versus Kyler Study Hall. Right now, it's predicted no ball, small boys stuff at 118 and Kyler Study Hall at 113. Of course, no small boy stuff is coming out with Patrick Mahomes, Stefan Diggs, and Glenn Davis. Uh, the problem is, is when you have a lot of Bills players playing against a good Rams defense, it's going to be tough. Uh, Gainwell running back for the Eagles, don't love that either. But Zach Ertz was a great pickup, especially with Hopkins being out. On the other side, you have Kyler Study Hall with Derek Carr going against the Rams defense. Again, not a great, great way to start. Um, but... You've got Hollywood Brown against Kansas City. Actually, I don't like that. Just kidding. Uh, But Jonathan Taylor against Houston, that'll be huge. I think that is going to be going to keep this thing close. I'm going to go Kyler Study Hall is going to win this just for that. Um, And because the Bills are going against the Rams defense. Followed by hashtag keep f1 out of the podcast versus the four aces uh four aces uh they actually have their whole lineup set which is new right now it's predicted keep the f1 out of the bobcast at 116 and four aces at 104 right now four aces the starting quarterback is jared goff against philly defense i don't love that uh kamara against landing Atlanta's defense would be is going to be a great matchup uh, and then Mark Andrews against the Jets going to be huge. Meanwhile, on the other side, you got Justin Jefferson, who's going to be guarded very tight against uh, Green Bay. Uh, I think Thielen, because of that, is going to be good. But, of course, Thielen's not in either of these teams. Uh, you got Cooper Cup against Buffalo. That's going to be a tough one. Um, and then it's going to be Barkley against Tennessee. Uh, there's, again, a lot of upside with keep F1 out of the Bobcast. Uh, I am going to go with... Uh, keep F1 out of the Bobcast on this one. I think they have too deep of a team. And Brad, I think you take your opening win. Next, hey, Elliot, new ride, yeah? Versus South Peel, the salty dick himself. Right now it's predicted, Elliot, hey, Elliot, new ride, yeah? At 116 and South Peel at 19. We got Justin Herbert versus Las Vegas on South Peel. Uh, Mike Williams as well. Uh, Johnson uh, going against Cincinnati. Uh, Fournette, who could have a big game against Dallas. On the other side, you got Tua against New England. I think that's actually going to be a big one. There's good good news coming out of the Tua camp uh, of what that's going to look like. Uh, Keelan, Keelan Allen, uh, we'll see how many touches he get. But A.J. Brown against Detroit, I think, is going to be big. I am going to go with, hey, Elliot, new ride, yeah, to win this one. Uh, but narrowly, I think this is going to be a very close game uh, between these two. Next, we got Red Ring Season versus Fred Beldman. Uh, right now, it's predicted 112 for Ring Season. Fad, Fred Beldman 
at 115. I think just going through, I'm going to go with Fred Beldman on this one. Uh, again, a very diverse team. Cortland Sutton, I think, is going to have a big game. Uh, Dalvin Cook will, of course, get a lot of touches. And I think Dallas Godair, uh will be a big one on that end. Uh, meanwhile, uh, ring season, uh, Najoku as your tight end. That's definitely a risky one. I do not like Singletary at all. Um, especially with Cook behind him. Uh, But Joe Mixon, I think he's going to hit a wall too against that Pittsburgh defense. So I'm going Fred Beldman to win this one by a good amount. Finally, we got doing it for the brothers versus ball so hard. The predicted is 116 for doing it for the brothers and 110 for ball so hard. Um, This is the uh, debut week for ball so hard. Um, and it's going to be a tough one. Russell Wilson, I think, could steer this thing the other way, though. Again, he's going against his former team um, with a much better team than theirs. I think he could get up in the 30, um, 35 range with points with just what he's going to do to that team. So that's going to be huge. Michael Pittman against Indianapolis, uh, that's big. Um, and then... You know, going through, we'll see how many uh, touches Mozart gets. Meanwhile, on the other side, uh, you got Kyler against Casey. It's first start of the season for Kyler, so we'll see, that should be good. Um, Derrick Henry against the Giants is going to be massive. Uh, Harris against Cincinnati will be a little harder, but I think he's just going to get so many touches. It's going to be good, and then who knows what Kyle Pitts is going to go do. Damon Pierce. Uh, It's going to be a tough debut against that Indianapolis line, but I am going to go with doing it for the brothers to take this win. Uh, With that, that is the Bobcast this week. Thank you guys for listening and uh, enjoy football this weekend. NFL is back.